Recorded live. Hey, welcome to the Wednesday night American Liberties Call. It is September 13th, and um, and a lot of good things have been happening. Uh, one of them is the hurricane is over, and the other one is spinning around in the uh, in the Atlantic somewhere, not knowing where to go. And um, and although a lot of people, uh, you know the been damaged by the hurricane throughout uh, the Keys and the west coast of Florida. The east coast was, uh, there was some damage, but not nearly as bad as the other things, and so we got to count our blessings, and uh, and there's a lot of help being reached out for the people that need it or and, uh, and to receive it, and so that's a good thing, and as many on the call that know, you have joined us in the American Liberties uh, uh, team in crowdfunding where we're going to help many people. Now we got to help people not only in Houston but in Florida. And we have, uh, we're working on a strategy on helping people with the alphabet crew of the government. And we have, we've got some good techniques coming coming I, I think that are going to be working and and at least uh we can help many of those who really want to help and because uh, i've always believed if you know if you help enough people get what they want you'll get everything that you want now for 28 years or so i've been involved in this you know the irs issue with an i wish i wish on nobody um, you know, a lot of people ask me if I knew what I knew, if I knew then what I know now, would I do it? And the answer would probably be, you know, there was a good possibility because, you know, I can't give in to corruption. But knowing if I know now what what I didn't know then, I mean, if I, if I knew then what I know now, I would have known the hell that I went through for the last several years, uh, you know, like 14, 15 years ago. And because of one individual out of hundreds, you know, of individuals that I talked to, studied from, learned from, and got mentorship from, there's one individual that actually saved and blocked the road going from me going to prison. There was only one man that can that had the 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 uh, the, the stability in in believing what he knows to be true. That is take that is really opposing to a lot of what you call the the patriots of of the country, the ones that you know, that claim to know the IRS laws, that claim to know the law and, and want to get into all these theoretical, um, you know, mind goal settings, you know, whatever you want to call it, mishmash, you know, just a bunch of, I don't want to say it's garbage because a lot of it can be absolutely true, and I don't want to argue the authenticity of their belief because it might be true. But what is true sometimes does not work. 
and 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 if you're dealing in corruption, they're going to block and and block the truth. They're going to run from the truth, and and they're going to try to deceive you, like like the devil did with with Adam, and and it, and and they're going to try to convince you otherwise, and they may even put you to prison to prove that you're wrong. But you can still be right. But when you argue where they're coming from. And you put the, and you turn the arguments around and using their laws, their statutes, that many of you will say, well, the statutes don't apply to me. Well, they don't. But the way you argue it, you go to jail. But the way this gentleman argues it, it can put it can put them in jail. And if what best, it stops you from getting indicted if you get involved early enough and and so you need to know what you need to know and listen to what this man has to say because what he has to say you can't run from and 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 you can't deny although you can do some what some of the people do you know they'll say you know they'll come on board with their uh section 83 nonsense type, you know, logos and handles and so forth. But, you know, they never give a rebuttal argument. They just say, oh, it's a bunch of crap. Ah, you know, they'll say dirty things and, and blah, blah, blah. You know, let's talk in, with intelligence. This is where this man's coming from. He's coming from fact. He's coming from intelligence. He's coming from an argument. And and if it wasn't for this man, I would have been I would have been put in prison back in 2007. But because of this man, I wasn't. Because of this man, I did. The grand jury decided no bill, and I don't even know what they decided because they never told me. But you got to assume they they had empty uh, an empty bill. They couldn't come back with anything. In fact, they couldn't come back with anything because the DOJ even told me to go home. Then he wanted to lie to the judge and see if the judge would would you know get you know protect their back and and try to you know intimidate me. And then all as I did was, gee, judge, I don't understand. You seem to be uh, ignoring the two criminal on on two different occasions that sent you the criminal complaint. And you seem to ignore that, but you you seem to come complicit to their criminal activity. And, you know, it's just a matter of fact. It wasn't, uh, you know, a, a thing to argue about. She's got to admit she got the copy of the criminal complaint, which was, you know, under Section uh, 3 of Title 18, she would be now become complicit to the criminal activity, and and, and she knew that. There wasn't anything, you know, about that. And so everything I did from then on in was under threat, duress, and fear of going to jail. So, you know, and and so I'd like to introduce the gentleman that, who I'm talking about, Dave Merlin, out of um out of Washington and the and I and I would I would pray that you would listen to this man and if you can find anything that you can argue. Don't don't say yeah 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 or poo poo this or poo poo that. 
give a solid, intelligent argument. Don't give what Pete Hendrickson says, or, you know, he, he wants to talk about uh, uh, Section 83B and stay stuck with that and ignore. He's like the IRS as far as I'm concerned, although I like Pete. I personally like him. Just, you know, I, you know, I try to keep the pers- personalities separate. But the thing of it is, uh, I stick by by my friends, and Dave Marilyn is a true friend of mine, and and I and I just you know I take it uh, it's too bad that Pete wants to do what he does as well as other people barking up the wrong tree and and yada yada yada. But listen to what I got to say. I can get you three years in jail, or I can get you six months if if if, if you plead guilty. Listen to me, says the patriot community. And God bless them. You know, I hope they, that someday they will see what we've been doing and recognize what we've been doing. And I got to give it, you know, I got to give my hand and uh, uh, great thanks to David Maryland. Dave, are you on? Yeah, man. There thanks, you Chris. You're welcome. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. It's September something, 2017. Welcome to the American Liberties Call. My name is David Merlin. Nothing you'll hear me say is intended as legal advice. Anything that sounds like that to you, just consider it something somebody else might do on a planet far, far away where the law matters. It doesn't matter here. I prove it on a daily basis. Believe it. Yeah, if the government told you, okay, we got two sides of the room. We got the left side and the right-hand side. Everybody that's innocent Go over here to the right-hand side. Would you go over to the right-hand side? But what makes me innocent? Oh, that means uh, you have a a good-faith misunderstanding of the law. That's what I do. Uh, Everybody knows I concentrate on preventing criminal charges. That's what I do. And... uh, the the joinder process for the criminal complaints that puts you in line with my findings puts you in line with arguments that are statutory number one that's the most important thing and you know that uh it is desirable that the patriot community would learn some of these dynamics of the tax code but the biggest concern i have about them is that they stop doing what they do that lands people in trouble. It's counterproductive. They know it, and they do it anyway. We exit the matrix.wordpress.com. And for $3,800 over two years in courses that happen three or four times a month on a conference call, they'll teach you the redemption process. And the first question I got, are they teaching it from prison, after prison, or before prison? Because he lists the name of people he's uh, purportedly studied under. And uh, one of them, I can't remember the guy's name, but went to prison for the redemption process. He's still there? Man. So first things first, 
even if I didn't exist, uh, they're negligent at best for what they do to people. And to know that that's what occurs when they do to people what they do, that's wire fraud on the Internet. Soliciting funds to pay for something. Anyway, uh, that's the big concern about the Patriot Movement. Even if I didn't exist, man, they do a lot of really... uh, It's crooked. Once they know that it gets people in trouble and they still do it, that's crooked. So... uh, and look at the the most I'm trying to get is a declaration from the courts that it's unconstitutional to prosecute individuals under a tax code as voluminous and complex as ours. Even though the law is on our side, you'll never get a thief to admit they're a thief. We'll tell them they're a thief in the briefing and prove it, the statutory arguments. But the third argument is the traverse. The explanation you gave as to how the law operates, servant breath, the burden it places on the average individual to know what it takes. Uh, What you just described is the way to comply with the law. It's an undue burden to place on the individual of ordinary intelligence to expect them to know that when they look at the law. That means you look at the statutes and you look at the way the regulations implement the statute. And I see that any property is a cost. Okay. And only the amount over the cost is gross income. Okay. I didn't make any excess over the cost. Okay. No filing requirement. No reporting requirement. No income taxes are imposed, including Social Security. Life is great. It's when you get to court, you learn, oh, no, 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 the the law that says any property except personal services. Any property except your services. Sorry. Well, I threw away all my records. Well, sorry. Well, I didn't file tax returns. Are you going to indict me? Well, sorry. And the law doesn't matter. You get right to court, you show them. Any money or property is the definition of cost. Labor's property here, the Supreme Court. Oh, except labor. Because you didn't buy your labor before you sold it. Well, where does the law say that? Well, the law says any money or property, but you can't have that. Except labor. Any property except labor. It's not written anywhere. It's in case law. That means the judicial branch and the executive branch got together and imposed all these taxes by ignoring the language of the law in favor of cash flow. That's called extortion and racketeering. That's the answer to the equation. The entire patriot movement is stuck on equals... um, uh, equals uh, um, equals and they can't get past it. The answer is in the law, the criminal code. Okay, if what they're doing is stealing, if what they're doing is wrong, if equals um, it equals uh, and you can't get them to look at the remedy. They just stand there stuck. 
equals oh it equals no I never heard of Dave Merlin um it equals uh and they can't pull the trigger they can't find remedy the answer is the government's stealing. When you know the government's stealing, what do you do? It's not about your status, not about your waiver of rights or your citizenship. It's about the fact they violated the law that says don't steal anyone's money. It doesn't say don't steal anyone's money. Oh, unless they're in the anti-tax movement. Unless they waived all their rights by using the zip code. The law doesn't say that. It says anybody's money. So extortion and racketeering, that's what. Now, you go seek the remedy. You make the state turn the wheels of justice on the public servants that are responsible. But at the very least, try to tidy up behind the government by uh, preventing further damage in the form of criminal charges, maybe vacate a conviction or two. So I'm on that trailing edge back here. But the arguments I've got, uh, are statutory and more direct and really uh, more centrally uh, focused inside the tax code than really anybody else's arguments. Um, the trader business argument is a decent argument. It comes out of Section 1402, definition of trader business. Uh, but I got that broader argument against Social Security, so that chapter gets swept up in that, uh, if you follow my findings. But, uh, there, and like Chris said, there are some that might very well be true, some of these uh, conclusions out there. But uh, look at what you can and cannot do with a corrupt government. You're never going to get your money back unless... They put a, a homing device in it called the promise to levy you later and take it back with penalties and interest. They know where the money went. They know where you are. They'll get it later. And uh, these people out there that are so, so short-sighted, they think they got the money back for good, and they're setting themselves up. So uh, anyway, the two cases that are going to go to the Supreme Court split the argument. Uh, going back to Chris's comment about how uh, some people open their mouth and nothing comes out. They're, it's like their digestive tract runs backwards. And uh, what you have to say to look anything other than really pig ignorant, you have to look at the argument and look at the government's answers. I already have your answers to the argument. The answers are already in. Unless you want to claim to be the world's best attorney and you know more than all the government tax attorneys I've written against, because I already have their answers. And what you have to say and what Pete Hendricks has to say, uh, they're different things than what the government says. So you're already off the mark. And it is down to this. The government says you can't have a cost in your labor. And the argument is, under the law, all property is a cost. 26 CFR 1.83-3G, any money or property, 
26 CFR 1.1012-1A, your cost is cash or other property, and it doesn't exclude labor. And the government says, yes, it does. Well, I have all this case law, Supreme Court five times, right up through 2008, uh, saying that the term any is all-inclusive. It means everything unless the law provides for an exception. And a bunch of appellate cases since 2013 that reiterate exactly what the Supreme Court said in those five cases. So it's all-inclusive. Where's your authority to simply exclude labor from any money or property? They'll penalize you for asking. They don't have the authority to do it. It is just a policy. It's an unspoken policy that is the difference between your entire paycheck, fee, commission, tips, whatever, being in the column of cost or being in the column of profit. It's the difference. The interpretation of the term any property. The government says it has this exception. We don't include labor. And all the courts say any is all inclusive. It means everything. And the government says, oh, except labor. Well, in those five Supreme Court cases, the government won arguing that the term any is all-inclusive. What about that? And suddenly, an unspoken exception, an unwritten exception that we're just supposed to know about when we read the law, there's an exception to this? It's out of thin air. It's a preference. It's a policy preference. They simply, out of thin air, said, let's exclude labor from cost. I've proven it with the law. That's exactly where it all comes down. Uh, Last year, they uh, ratified as current law Talmadge versus Commissioner from 1996. So now it's 2016 case law that says if you didn't buy your labor before you sold it, everything's a profit. So there you are. Uh, That's what your answer has to be. Because that's exactly where we have the government, and they've had the argument 24 years? 24 and a half? And this is as close as it's come. That is your answer. And you still have your hole open, throwing Pete Hendrickson's used toilet paper at us. Uh, There's no excuse for it. What it reveals about it doesn't speak well of you at all. Everybody here can see you. And trust me, when the call is over, we talk about you. And uh, you're really nowhere. It's a, it's a, blaring, exam- a blaring display, an illustration of how far into the dark the anti-tax movement has kept everyone who views it. Everyone that looks learns absolutely nothing and is likely going to be polluted with anti-fact to the point where you can't even impress them. Look, here's a case that upheld an indictment against a judge. They go, well, we don't want to know anything about what puts judges in prison. We're sui juris to the third power. 
Can you hear how stupid that is? Uh, you know why I want to know when a judge can go to jail? Because if it ever happens to me, I want to be able to say, excuse me, you just did something that could land you in jail. See U.S. versus David Lanier. Yeah, how about that? Didn't think about that, did you, Your Honor? Or you could just be stupid and stand there. I'm sui juris to the third power man upon the land. Holy smoke. Spare me. It's the difference between staying on the off, uh, on the defense or actually mounting an offense for a change. Code pleading. Protections in the law, that means offense. It means offense because you know if the law protects you, the government's working on screwing you out of it on every front. Up here in Washington State, ouch, uh, they're teaching social justice in first and second grade. That's Democrat politics. What about the parents of the Republican, or what about the uh, Republican parents and their children? And so, if you don't protect what you've got, you're going to lose it. Because at every turn, you've got at least half the country trying to screw you out of it. Rights don't exist unless they're exercised. These laws don't exist. I'm pushing that button and proving who the culprits are that don't want this law to exist. Congress, they're stuck on the money. They're addicted. They'll never change this. The executive branch, they know they've been stealing. And the judicial branch knows that now the law that has been figured out, somebody figured out exactly where these principles are in statute, that it's the judiciary that has to swing the axe. They used to look like the good guy. Well, I'm just going by the law, and the Supreme Court says you got to pay these taxes. Somebody came along and finally said, excuse me, but Section 1012 wasn't even in evidence in that case, Your Honor. Section 83 wasn't in evidence. That's somebody else's evidence. I have entirely different evidence. And here's what the Supreme Court says you're supposed to do in that instance. Do you want that platform, or do you want to just stand there peeing your boots? Sui juris to the third power. I'm not signing that, Your Honor. You hear how defenseless that really is? So, uh, anyway, um, the day is coming when, and soon, when someone is going to acquire this, and you are not. <laughs> And you'll watch another person walk away from the anti-tax movement with the knowledge that, geez, the law protects you. What are you what's your problem over there? You're all sui juris to the third power, whether you're in or out of prison. I don't understand. <laughs> and they'll never understand. But for some people, the light bulb goes on. Um I'm outside. I'm nowhere near the computer. I don't know who is on the call or who is not, but I want to thank FAQ for their purchase of the master flash drive. It is on its way. I promise. 
I promised like $8 worth of priority postage uh, that it is on its way. So there's a, there's another victim of the truth right there. They're going to get stuck in that flash drive and you won't see them for like two years. <laughs> they'll, they'll come out and they have, they'll have either blisters or calluses on their mouse finger. <laughs> and, and they'll own stock in bare aspirin. Because <laughs> when you get when you get that flash drive, I'll tell you what, you're going to see a list of websites, uh, tocongress.com, jurisinformatics.com, publicvehiculartravel.com. These are websites I've had over time, and they're included on the flash drive. If you click on takefromcaesar.com, uh, that's where you're really ringing the bell. Takefromcaesar.com will open up a website right on your computer. It, the data is on your flash drive, but it opens up like a website. And uh, then you'll have my analysis of the health care bill. You'll have all the documents filed in 2009 uh, after uh, this uh, last president from the Hump administration uh, before the Trump administration, uh, when he took office, uh, March of '09, that was uh, right after inauguration. He got a 300-page binder from me, which included a criminal complaint and the complaint to Congress from '06, and then another one in April I sent, and another one in late May that I sent to the White House, and then after that, the uh, Judge Advocate General. Bruce E. McDonald, um, uh, Vice Admiral Bruce E. McDonald, Navy, and then the uh, the Senate Confirmation Committee on Sonia Sotomayor, and then the U.S. Supreme Court. And by that time, the binder was over 700 pages. And uh, other property, I'm sure, is on the call. He actually purchased one of the originals of the nine complaints I filed with the Supreme Court because they sent them back to me with a letter saying, if you want to start an action in the Supreme Court, you got to appeal, or blah, blah. And when it says right on it, this is a criminal complaint under 18 U.S.C. 4. So uh, it's selective enforcement, selective diligence. Oh, we don't want to be diligent here. It's a criminal complaint against the government. Send it back with a stupid excuse. So they sent them all back, and uh, other property got an original, so did South Carolina. And if you want an original of those, that means the Supreme Court complaint on top has an original signature, and it went to one of the justices and came back. Uh, Contact Chris at AmericanLiberties.LLC at gmail.com. He'll be glad to put that in the uh, text window. Uh, but the flash drive has all that and audio instruction, PDF documents. And um, there's a folder called takefromcaesar.com. You open that and start looking through it. And uh, you're looking for a, a folder called ZMISC for miscellaneous, ZMIS or ZData. You open up both of those folders. 
and check out what's in them. In uh, miscellaneous, I think there's a, a, case, a folder called uh, Cases. And you open that up, and it's Supreme Court decisions. I've already gone through bold and italicized the parts I liked about the cases. So you don't even have to go through the whole case to find what I was talking about. Because over time, I've collected these, and as I collect them, I bold and italicize the part that I like. And then when I need them in a brief, you'll see a lot of these cases. I've copy and pasted the part that I like to the very top of the document and then written out the case with the italicization in the right place and the site and the page number where the site is, where the quote is from. So that all I have to do is go to that case, open it up, copy and paste that very top of the document into the brief that I'm writing. So you're getting a library of research conclusions in the cases that I've kept. And uh, that's just one folder. There's another one called PDFs Master that really has way more in there than I should give away. But you're going to see argument after argument about municipal ordinance, state law, federal law. Just you're going to get the um, courses one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and nine. Uh, I think maybe number ten is still in there. Um, a couple of courses in there are courses on how to join the complaint that went to Congress. Way back when, the addresses have all changed for the people on the committees. Uh, it's complex. Don't try to do it yourself. Uh, there's a, com a course on how to join the presidential complaint that was filed in 2009. Uh, but there's a, the first course is how can you tell if you're innocent? You go to the statute they're trying to charge you under. Uh, course number two, offensive litigation. Uh, course number three, writing and filing citizens' criminal complaints. Course number four, drive-by litigation. Course number five, how to join the public vehicular travel complaint from March 9th of 06 with Kurt Riggin and I. Course number six, I think, is how to join the presidential complaint or uh, how to join the congressional complaint, maybe. Course number seven is about um, foreclosure, uh, one particular set of arguments that Steve Rico in Florida really took to the limits down there. He was doing great work on property taxes using the Rico statutes. And course number eight... Uh, I can't remember. And course number nine, I can't remember. And course number 10 is about how to write a criminal complaint into your negative averment. Not that I use any of those tactics, but I just thought that document that they're throwing around to allege a tort liability against these municipalities would sure look a lot better if you include some uh, criminal complaint inside of it. So anyway... Uh, all that comes on the uh, takefromcaesar.com link when you get into that flash drive. And uh, you now possess a spectacular amount of information collected by me who from the start had the focus of the law is perfect. Your remedy is in statute. The Supreme Court tops all. 
the appellate courts have to follow the Supreme Court. Regulations can't deviate from statute. Municipalities have no authority that the state doesn't have. A whole a just line of arguments and all of it is with my feet on the ground. I didn't have my feet at all off of the ground when something attracted my attention to the point where I would save it. So the entire library you get with on that master flash drive is uh, selected by me for preservation after I received enough uh, of an education to know here's what I want to do. I want to keep my feet on the ground. I want to use just statute and regulation. I want to, and all the other stuff you hear me say I'm committed to. And this is all the stuff I came across that I felt I should keep. So um, that's what you get on the master flash drive. And thanks again, FAQ. So uh, Huntington Beach, California, I spent a bunch of money there in one particular week of vacation. I was a bartender at the Black Angus in Bellevue, Washington, Crossroads location, 1980, probably 1984 and a half, and took my vacation down there, Huntington Beach and uh, went on a crusade of over-tipping bartenders. Uh, nice enough place, uh, Huntington Beach, Costa Mesa. Uh, just Nowadays, of course, anywhere in California, you got to watch what neighborhood you're in. Terrible. Anyway, thanks again, FAQ. Now, uh, hopefully from this, now that uh, writing and filing citizens' criminal complaints, great course. Be a monster. That's why that course exists. When you write and file citizens' criminal complaints against public servants, in their eyes, you're a monster. Do they like talking to monsters? We know how childish they are. Do children like talking to monsters? Be the monster. Uh, When you're fluent in some of course number three, Writing and filing criminal complaints. Course number four, drive-by litigation. You can sneak up on them with criminal complaints and spring traps <laughs> and, and get them fighting amongst themselves. It wasn't my idea to falsely arrest this guy. It was the prosecutor's idea. Don't look at me. It wasn't my idea. Okay. And you get them pointing fingers at one another. That's what drive-by litigation's about. Tactics. And... Um, There's a few simple, well, you know, it's advanced to get to where you can use them. But once you have them uh, and know how they play, it's easy to take them out and use them, even if you're not going to use the entire five-phase process that I outlined. You take pieces of it, and you actually get documents from cases where I've used pieces of this strategy and a couple cases where I use the whole thing. Um. It's about the client. If they just want out of this mess, want it to go away, you might only have to use a couple of pieces of this. But if they double down and they're just going to prosecute you no matter how false the charges are, you might have to use the whole process. And you get those documents from other cases where I use the whole process. So um, it's in the box. It's based on proving they have tort liability. 
And if that isn't enough to convince them to leave you alone, uh, you can wave handcuffs on them with criminal complaints. The drive-by litigation course is uh, maniacal. It really is. It's bad news start to finish for every public servant in a municipality that thinks they should mess with somebody that's taken the course. It's, it's bad news, and I'm very happy to bring that to you. So anyway, that master flash drive is something else. Uh, you won't need it, I don't think, but if you need you know, instruction on how to navigate those folders, uh, you're going to open a folder and see a file that says, open this first, and a folder that says, don't open this. <laughs> That's how hard it is. You, you open the file that says open this first. It opens like a website. But to find the folders with all the data in it, you have to explore the contents of the folders, and you'll find Z data and Z miscellaneous. And those are the ones with the database in them. So anyway, I make monsters. And, uh, you know, the uh, now that the hurricane's done with Chris, uh, we ought to have a phone call with the people that want to file in Texas. That's long, long delayed, uh, too long. So uh, I want to get together and finalize the list of plaintiffs so we can move on that. I know South Carolina's got to be uh, pretty anxious about it. And uh, uh, the next thing, uh, Kentucky, they're going to rule on whether or not you got a right to sue for clear explanations. The government has said you're not entitled to clear explanation. Well, what that means is that you got to guess until you get to court as to what the judge is going to say. Don't try it with me. <laughs> Just don't. I'm not going to guess. What happens when I guess? Well, people get arrested. I guessed that you were breaking the law. You didn't have any explanation of the contrary. So I guess I had the common law right to make a citizen's arrest because I guess you're using the mail to steal from me, I guess. Isn't that a short conversation? Don't make me guess at what the law means because I guess you're racketeering. <laughs> I guess everybody in America can arrest you. Now, do you want me guessing anymore? Are you going to disclose that bleep, 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 servant breath? <laughs> and so uh, it, once you know your rights, I got all these rights over here. You got all that authority over there, servant breath, but that authority has never disposed of my rights. I have all my rights all the time. One of those rights is the right to arrest a felon without a knock at the moment of my choosing. I wish there was more information on the web about citizen's arrest. If you went to wevgov.com, somebody will put that name in the chat there, wevgov.com. There's a whole page devoted to citizen's arrest. Every quote that I could find in the LexisNexis database from Florida to Alaska on the federal level that's a pretty good start for you. So, servant, don't make me guess, because you got my guess. It went to Congress in 2006, a criminal complaint saying, I guess you're racketeers. I guess you should be arrested. If you don't want me to guess anymore, I need those clear explanations. That's the choice you're making me, uh, you're confronting me with here. I either guess, 
or you give me clear explanations. Which one is it? Because we've seen what happens when I guess. Nobody wants that. I mean, I mean, you know, who wants their front door torn off at 2.30 in the morning by 50 people there to arrest them? You don't need that, do you, servant breath? No, I didn't think so. See how I just poured cold water on the whole thing? Because I know my rights, and they forced me to guess. Well, a good faith guess means I don't owe you any money if I arrested you, and I do actually owe the money. You couldn't prove it. So knowing your rights and staying in the box, who talks like this? Nobody. Nobody. It's going to stay that way, except the chosen few, uh, you know, uh, other property steps up and puts a guy in line recently that that uh, really shouldn't even have opened his hole about me, uh, claimed to be an expert on the anti-tax movement, and yet lumped me in with it. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're an expert. Oh, yeah. And uh, other property stepped in and, and massaged the guy's brain with a few baseball bats of truth. But... Uh, I don't have time for that. Uh, if you know so little about the law that you're going to argue with me in ways the government hasn't even come up with yet, and you know they've had my arguments for two and a half decades, how many years is that? Count with me. 25. So um, it's it, it says so much about you to even open your mouth in protest when you haven't even observed how really terrible the government's arguments are. After all these years and all this, all of this rhetoric, I pulled the cork on some in the uh, document I just wrote for other property. And he loves it. Just calling him a liar. Ask a tax court, can the respondent even read? Because they blew it big time in their brief. They said he reserved these issues for appeal, and they list those three issues. Excuse me, those are the issues he did not reserve for appeal. He's actually arguing those in tax court. And so he asks, can the respondent even read? Isn't that funny? And called tax court a farcical tribunal where the government comes in and, and recounts all these arguments from the 90s where people were penalized thousands of dollars for arguing Section 83. And so here's the, the government attorney saying, hey, yeah, in that case, and over this argument, and this argument here over 602.101, mentioning all those provisions where if you mentioned them, you'd be penalized thousands of dollars. And here's the government spouting a bunch of crap about them. And so petitioner goes, does respondent think the petitioner is stupid or something? I'm not getting into an argument over those. They, uh, they're mentioning statutes. They know I'll be penalized into poverty for even referencing. Equals farcical tribunal. That means the tribunal is a farce. And uh, here's proof of it. The government can talk about those provisions, but if I do it, here's the document. There's the proof I'll be penalized. 
oh, you, this is some kind of a tribunal you got going here. Oh, oh, oh yeah, oh, ah, you, yeah. It's a joke. And he's calling it a joke right there in writing. That's funny. They had it coming. They've had it coming for years and years, and now it's here. And soon they'll give the government summary judgment just to get rid of this ass that came in with these arguments Um, because they can't call you anything else. They can't call you wrong. (laughs) And then they'll give the judgment to the IRS in tax court, and then he'll file a notice of appeal on the Seventh Circuit. The Seventh Circuit, go to wevgov.com. Go to the Federal Income Taxation page. wevgov.com, the Federal Income Taxation page. And on your keyboard, press Control-F for find Control F, find Valone, V-A-L-L-O-N-E. There's a Seventh Circuit case that says outright that it's Regulation 1.1-1 that identifies the subject of the Section 1 tax. Just like I've been claiming for years and years and years, hey, the subject is identified by regulation, not by the statute. 16th Amendment says Congress can collect this tax. It has to be a statute. And here's the Seventh Circuit telling you that it's the regulation that identifies the subject of the tax. And we're about to have an appeal on the Seventh Circuit. Tell me that doesn't drag the Seventh Circuit Court of Appeals into that argument. (laughs) It's over. It's It's another matter of, oh, the bee swarm is here. Pull your pants down. That's us to the government. <laughs> and it's another level. And we get to actually confront them in person with their own decision, saying you yourselves said a regulation identifies the subject of the tax. You didn't say the definition of the term person from 7701A identifies the subject of the tax like they just did on the 9th and 11th circuits. <laughs> and so it's stacking up on them. <laughs> and... Uh, and then the uh, appellate courts on the 9th and 11th are going to have their decision in soon, and then Chris and Karen, uh, 11th and 9th circuits respectively, will be petitioning the Supreme Court. And we got a great big mess to show them. And it looks like it's going to happen at a time where uh, we might even receive the interest because of money of lawyers that are Uh, versed in Supreme Court litigation. So uh, stay tuned for that. I don't want to speak in detail or anything. Uh, It's not in the bank yet, but uh, I think those wheels are about to get some grease. Well, Chris, why don't we call it a night? Thanks, everybody. Okay, well, we got some questions here. We got got a couple questions in the chat, but I'm going to bring up uh, John here. Go ahead, John. Hi, Dave. Um, based on the Talmud decision, can you hear me? Yep. Yes. Okay. Based on the Talmud decision, can you explain how I, as a man, would go about buying my own labor before I sold it? Well, of course. Uh, and they know they got the judges on their side, and so they'll never face that question, will they? 
you have to understand they have an apparatus. They didn't just fall down on the planet with an explanation. They looked at the end result of the interpretation of the law, and they said, what excuse can we possibly use to get the personal services and compensation from this column of cost over into this column of profit? What excuse can we possibly come up with? And somebody in the back of the room that makes $2 an hour back when they thought of this said, well, why don't you just tell them that uh, because they didn't buy their labor, it's not a cost. They got it for free. And everybody said, that's a great idea. That's all that happened. You don't have to go into the rest of it. It's an absurdity to, uh, to start with. And so you can only waste your time by trying to figure out that, uh, that query because it, at the end, the answer is corruption. They don't so need a reason. Required to do that, which is not possible. So if it's not possible for me to uh, uh, buy my labor before I sold it, uh, their argument fails. Wrong. Right there. You just lost. To any judge, because every judge is corrupt, to any judge, you just lost. Next case, please. You're lucky I didn't penalize you. Next case. <laughs> I understand. That's America, okay? Look at all that I've exposed about our relationship with government here in America with these very simple findings. Once you get down to it and you know what you're looking at, that's the hard part. The skill to identify uh, protections in the law or the force of law, especially when it contradicts the way things are handled by government, uh, that's when property is changing hands that shouldn't be changing hands. So a whole lot went into being able to spot it. But once I spotted it, it was a pretty simple matter. Section 83 sunk in really quickly and stayed there. And now even Beecraft is interested in it. Um, but uh, past that, if a judge is involved, you're going to lose unless it's, unless you're arguing handcuffs. You know, you won't get any respect. So uh, they just don't have to have an answer for you, citizen breath. So it sounds like the answer is to find out how to spank the judges. The answer is replace the judges. Okay? They're corrupt. You don't explain the corruption. You replace it. They're appointed. Period. So they're appointed, um, and they got immunity. So it's, it's a pretty tough uh, target. And that's why you wave handcuffs at them instead. It makes your point much better than saying they falsely arrested me. Instead, you say, I committed a capital offense. So you do what you can do. And I can't even get an American to pick up the law, so I'm leaving. That's what I can do. All right, thanks. So anyway, yeah. Hey, good luck. I hope it doesn't take luck, but thank you. Okay. Well, we um, thank you, John. Okay, uh, let's see. We got... Um, uh, can I utilize the paperwork from the Texas case filing as an exhibit in my tax case? That's other property. It wouldn't. It's already on file in your tax case. Your offer of proof included the uh, complaint to Congress. Okay, good. Um and by the way, that that document was exhibit number one 
to that complaint that went to Congress, that protective order that Jim Walden got. Um, okay, Ava Hutt says he lost audio and, and his question is the next question. Um, oh, boy. Okay, um, let me tell him to come back in, and then I'll go to the next question. Um, uh, uh, re, re-enter. Okay, um, okay, let's see. Has, has anyone used David's criminal complaint against the IRS officials? And what was the uh, what was the outcome? Uh, I, There's I, ne- well, go ahead. There's never an outcome. Uh, Don Gron has been successful lifting liens and levies. These are not used against the officials of the IRS. They're used to prevent criminal charges. I said that at the beginning of the call, and that means they're used against uh, the criminal investigations division of the IRS. And they have shut down criminal investigations. Uh, Chris went before a grand jury, and the grand jury did not return an indictment. So it's not like you can point toward a docket number to say, I won that case. It's a matter of preventing a case from even occurring in the first place. So uh, we're working in a very particular realm of remedy uh, to prevent criminal sentences, prison sentences, and uh, to work for that remedy uh it's really a very narrow focus we have regarding who is even named in these complaints or uh who they're served upon but it's really much narrower than to be able to answer a question like that one okay um i'm going to um let's see other property not the criminal complaint the texas case what uh, was what I was asking, other property. The new Texas case. The new Texas case, and it's not even been developed yet. So. Yeah, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, Av- Avahut, although he's... Um, uh, I don't know what that means. Well, wait a minute. My, all of a sudden, my phone starts going off. Um Let's see. Can a citizen write warrants for arrest? If so, how? No, no, don't call them a warrant. That's what the government likes to call them. And uh, they'll use that word against you. Uh, I would would call it a writ of probable cause, saying that based on evidence I've received or we have received, whatever you're doing there, you or you and somebody else, uh, we believe, after viewing the evidence, that this particular crime has been committed. Then you identify it, and if it's a felony, you might also include, in our opinion, therefore, the person that committed this crime is subject to citizen's arrest, and then cite the state law that authorizes it. But I wouldn't call it a warrant because you have no, it, what you do doesn't warrant anything. What you do is express your opinion. If other people are convinced and they want to make a citizen's arrest, that's all you can do. But you haven't warranted anything. Okay. So uh, go ahead. It, it, it'll look to some authorities as if you're claiming to have official right 
and you don't want to be nailed with impersonating a government official or something. Uh, can you? Did you hear that? I just want to see if you're hearing us now. Um, it's not all. The call. The call's recorded. Yeah, I was going to say. You know, I'll have to tell you to listen to the recording. Okay, that seems to be. Um, okay, he said yes. He heard it. Good. Um, that seems to be it. Um, Believe. I'm proud to sign that document. Uh, other property says. Um, okay. Um, all right. With that being said, uh, let's let's get together soon on the joiner seeker two. Okay. Um, I don't know who you are, but let's let's do that. Uh, if if you've already subscribed to get the joiner. Um, Give me a call. Now, I'm going to say that I'm going to be busy, real busy for the next uh, couple of days because i got a lot of catch-up on organization and paperwork and and, um, uh, getting things done. So give me, you know, let's, and this weekend I was going to have a gun show, but they canceled it, so I don't have that. So um, I'll be around this weekend. But with that being said, uh, Dave, are you still on? Okay, Dave is gone. And uh, so I'd just like to say that I want to work out a deal with everybody who has been on the American Liberties list for many years, um, as as well as even the (laughs) short-timers, that... um, there's some great things that are about to happen with What's Up crowdfunding. And if you don't believe it, if you don't want to get involved, that's okay. Uh, you know, this is nothing that um, you have to do or I'm going to, you know, beat up the doors and try to get you in. It does, you know, I only want people in that want to share this with three other people. That is the minimum requirement for you to receive. Um, cryptocurrency. We're going to be receiving Bitcoin, which is a good thing because cryptocurrency like Bitcoin is going up and down. You can buy at a cheaper rate, and when it rises, you can make uh, some money. As well as it goes down too low, you can lose some money. But if you hold on to it, it will go back up. And there's some people that uh, I know that have made a fortune in cryptocurrency. So we're donating and receiving donations in cryptocurrency, Bitcoin. And it's the new technology. A lot of people don't understand, so they back off. But let me tell you something. I believe, and I could be wrong, but, you know, there's about 250,000 people already have joined us in, in uh, when I say us, I'm talking about crowdfunding global. I uh, have already joined us, and uh, and there's over a hundred thousand just in the in the group that I'm in, and so uh, it's a good opportunity. I don't want to see anybody pass it by, um, and it's and if if you worry about losing thirty five bucks, oh well, don't get in. And that's all it is, one time out of pocket. If 
I'm not going to try to sell it here. I just want to offer it to you. Get with me. Uh, A lot of you guys are on this list have already signed up, and I'm trying to put you all under uh, in one group so we can all be together in this. So with that being said, God bless America, and this call is officially over.